The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right. So a day after Americans voted in a divisive and now bitterly contested U.S. election, the fate of the presidency still rests on the edge of a knife. The high stakes race remains tight. It's still unclear when a winner could be determined. We are seeing that some uh, states saying that uh, the tally will be complete by tonight. Others saying it'll take until Friday. Neither U.S. President Donald Trump nor former Vice President Joe Biden has cleared the 270 electoral college votes needed to win the White House. Millions of votes are still being counted in North Carolina, in Michigan, Arizona, Arkansas, Nevada, Georgia, and the potentially critical state of Pennsylvania. A lot of people watching that one, of course, very closely this afternoon. Our next guest is on the ground in Columbus, Ohio, which, of course, borders Pennsylvania, Michigan. Uh, Dr. Paul Beck is Professor Emeritus with the Department of Political Science, the Ohio State University. Dr. Beck, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Jalen. Glad to be with you. All right. So tell me what was going through your mind last night watching uh, the results come in and as we continue to wait and watch this afternoon. Well, I was watching my own state of Ohio go heavily for Trump, almost as heavily as they did back in 2016, and that was a surprise to me. And then I was watching the national results, which were ending up closer than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. I thought Biden, at least based on the polls, was going to be uh, well ahead. Uh, it looks like now he may end up pulling it out, but it's going to be very tight. It is going to be very tight. You said you were surprised watching Ohio. From from what I understand, though, that um, no Republican president has ever won the presidency without winning Ohio, if I remember that, that, that figure correctly. Why were you surprised by Ohio? Well, I thought that the 2016 result, which was an 8-point or 8% win by Trump over Clinton, was kind of an anomaly. The Clinton mm. was not as popular a candidate as most Democrats. Obama had won Ohio yeah. in the two preceding presidential elections. And I thought that Trump may win Ohio. I thought it was going to be pretty close here. Uh, but he obviously has done better than uh, I certainly expected and that the polls were suggesting that he would do. Yeah, we heard a lot of talk, uh, you know, the, the polls, uh, yeah, we've been talking about that on the show this morning, but we also heard talk as well about, uh, what do they call it, the, the, the shy voters, maybe those who weren't comfortable in, in stating publicly that they were uh, going to support Trump, and obviously there, there were some because we've seen these numbers come out uh, over mm-hmm. the past 24 hours. You know, Dr. Beck, when we look at, you know, the, the lines in the country right now, and, and there's been a lot of talk about it, about the division and about um, where America is right now, how does it move forward, do you think? Well, you're right. It's a deeply polarized country right now, and it couldn't be more polarized than in an election where it ends up being, at least in terms of the Electoral College uh, results, uh, you know, almost 50-50 with Biden winning, if he wins the, the Electoral College vote, slightly more. Now, how do we move forward? You know, I think that'll be a real challenge. Uh, if Biden is in the White House, uh, he, I think, will try to make overtures to the U.S. Senate, which looks like it will remain in Republican mm-hmm. hands, although barely 
So, uh, and he may be the kind of president who indeed could build bridges to the other side. If Trump is in the White House and remains there, he is not a bridge builder. Uh, he, he will attack and attack and attack uh, and will, I think, be even more resentful because he didn't do as well mm-hmm. uh, in the election as he thought he might. Uh, now, if he has a Republican Senate, we'll just have a, a, a more of the same. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, some kind of sparring between the House of Representatives, which is held by Democrats, of course, and, and the president and the Senate. And then the president and the Senate that are not entirely on the same page when it comes to policy, uh, where Trump really runs his own show and it now is his party. Uh, there's a, you wouldn't believe my text line this afternoon and the phone calls uh, over the last uh, 40 minutes or so, Dr. Beck. I mean, Canadians very passionate about this as well, and they've been watching things very, 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 very closely. We've had um, a number of people uh, call in this afternoon saying, you know, the, well, the pollsters got it wrong, obviously, because uh, some of those mm-hmm. numbers that we saw yesterday were pretty staggering, and that a lot of the media got it wrong. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talking about fake news and talking about media bias and, and social media. Do you think or how do you think that that has played into this and, and the divisiveness in the United States? Well, the division is obviously is stoked by uh, uh, disinformation, by fake news, uh, by attacks uh, by one side against the other. It's, it's really coming from both directions, although more for the president who uh, can't really bring himself to act presidential as other presidents, Republicans and Democrats, have over time. And I think that, that given the Trump style, there was a widespread feeling among people who didn't like him. Uh, and probably many members of the media who have to deal with it day after day after day. That, you know, how could somebody who is like this ever win re-election? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, what they neglected, I think, to pay close attention to was how strong his base was yeah. for him and how he was able to add a little bit to the base but it didn't seem to take more than a little bit to uh, bring him into uh, uh, at least victory in, in a number of these states. Still, the, the popular vote will be two or three million more for Biden than it was for Trump. Uh, but it's the Electoral College that really determines the outcome. Of course. Uh, we t- when you talk about um, the, the style of President Trump, the Trump style, I had a conversation on the show yesterday, um, you know, really saying that no politician has been able to really keep the attention on himself or herself like President Trump has been able to do. I mean, it has been really nonstop over the past four or five years. And it will be interesting to see, you know, who else tries to pick up that style in the years to come. You know, some people don't like that style, as you mentioned, but as you mentioned, his base do. I mean, the calls coming in this afternoon, even here in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, a number of people saying, you know what? He tells it like it is. I like that. He's a no BS guy. I like that. You know, maybe he's maybe he can be a jerk, but I like what he stands for. He'll stand up to China. He's not uh, uh, afraid to back down. Um, is is Biden going to be able to stand up to China? To, to, to China? Is Biden going to be the f- be that? strength 
if he becomes president that people uh, want in a president? You know, I don't have uh, misgivings about Biden in that respect. I think that the thing to remember about Trump is that there is a lot of bluster, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of bullying. But as I think you mentioned, he does back down uh, and often doesn't carry it forward. And, you know, the problem that I have with his China policy is that the Chinese see him as somebody that they can play. Mm. Uh, and I don't think they see Biden that way. And I know the Russians don't. The Russians were worried to death about Biden as president. Uh, and they, uh, you know, rather like having, having Trump as president because he won't confront them, even though they have acted very aggressively in a, very, in a variety of places around the world. Let's talk about these uh, legal challenges that uh, that the Trump party, um, the Trump uh, campaign has already said that they're going to uh, start launching. Uh, your thoughts on that and, and where that may take us? Well, obviously, we live in a very litigious society. Uh, the U.S. probably more than any country in the world, I guess. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, where, where things don't go well, in particular states where Trump is behind or is losing, uh, you can expect his campaign to launch legal challenges of one sort or another. Some won't go very far. Uh, I think the places where they may have a case is where a state has departed from what's required in its statutes, in its law, in terms of how to run the election and process the votes. Uh, and there are a few states, because of the pandemic, where statewide officials said, well, we can maybe extend the absentee voting window a little longer than we normally do. Uh, And, uh, you know, they got considerable buy-in for doing that because it made sense given the state of the pandemic. But if things don't turn out so well, you can see that there'll be a flock of Republican lawyers who will hurry into the courts trying to get some kind of a decision. Dr. Biden? You know, I'm not, I, I don't expect that to work. Uh, but, of course, one never knows. Dr. Beck, before I let you go this afternoon, um, we know that uh, Americans take their right to, to, to vote very, very seriously. Turnout is, um, is, is, is really good most of the time. The numbers that we saw yesterday and the advanced uh, ballots that were cast were, I think, staggering for, for a lot of people. What does that say, the number of people who decided to cast a ballot in this election. What does that what does that say to you? Well, I think it has something to do, a lot to do with the stakes of the election. You know, feeling that, that this is a momentous election. Uh, many people have said, and I would put myself in that category, that it's probably the most important election in my lifetime. Uh, when I used to say that, I wasn't very old, but now <laughs> I am. And, uh, you know, that's really saying something. And I think that there are a number of voters on both sides who feel that if the opposing candidate were to win, uh, it's going to be doomed. It's going to be awful. Dr. Beck, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, thanks for your time uh, during the election campaign for, for weighing in with your thoughts. And I do hope that you make it to Edmonton, Alberta sometime. <laughs> well, I hope to be there, too. I have relatives who live there, and uh, I, I want to wish them well. Thank you so much. All the best. Take care, and I look forward to when we uh, get to chat again. 
Okay, take care now, Jalen. Yeah, take Bye. care. Dr. Paul Back joining us this afternoon. His daughter-in-law is uh, originally from Edmonton. We were emailing uh, back and forth when we were setting up this interview, and he was saying he's never been here but would love to, to get here sometime. And <laughs> he was just saying that he wished that the Oilers would, would st- stop beating his team all the time when they were uh, playing against each other. Dr. Paul Beck joining us this afternoon. We'll-